Today we're going to talk about how art enriches our lives. And by art, we mean all art forms, not just sort of uh, the studio arts, but also um, music, books, um, movies, drama, dancing. Yeah. Um, we might not talk about all those, but those no. are all like within the scope of what we mean by art, so. Yeah, and mostly talking about how it enriches our lives, and maybe depending how time goes, how creating it maybe enriches our life too, but more we're talking about how, right? Yeah, I think just getting into specifics about what kind of art forms we enjoy, what it does for us, and why. So we've talked a little bit before about, like, yeah, art to us is all this stuff, which can include, like, dance and cinema and poetry and whatever, but I think, I don't know, I just think it'd be cool to talk about the specific things that we get out of specific forms too, like that, like reading the written word gives me something that, you know, watching a play like does, it's different, like it gives me something completely different um, a lot of the time, or visual art or whatever, and music, and like, how, yeah, I just think how all those different uh, forms of art can enrich our lives, like I said, how, how we use them in our maybe daily life and how it affects us. What we, why we go to those, why we continue to go to those art forms. In a, in a way, too, um, this is almost like backtracking it, but when we've talked before about being artists and how that sort of is really consumes um, consumes who we are or is is who we are, then in a way, every single thing we do, not just those art forms. Um, I have no idea why I was going to say that. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Well, I think it, it just helps people to get to know us better, too, in a way. It would just, like, what we... I don't know. In some ways, I feel like it's like, hey, this can help you get to know us and why we love art so much and how we use art, and it's different than how some other people would, and we enjoy different things, and a lot of things we find that we have common ground on, too. But in a way, it's too just like, I don't know, giving, giving thanks to art... Um, I don't know, I just feel like talking about the specifics, I guess, as like a, I don't know, just talking about it gets yeah. me like almost excited about art and, and again and like just not wanting to take it for granted and not wanting to take certain things for granted and get back into doing certain things too. Um, but like Laura Lee said, I think depending on time, I think we want to focus on consumption more than creation, but who knows what else we'll get into, I mean, especially the way things went last time. Yeah. We just went off the rails for an hour and a half and it was kind of a blast. But, yeah. Okay, why don't you start then? Why don't I start? Do you want to just pick like one thing and go back and, or, yeah, like I'll pick one and then we yeah, both sure. talk about how it affects us and then you pick the next thing? Um, I, I think you should just pick something and talk about it because what about if we're not going back and forth because we might not talk about every art form. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing that we always prepare for these things. Clear as mud. <laughs> um, oh, what do I start? Okay, so I guess I'm going to start with, with reading and or writing, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, reading other people's writing. So I, well, it was something that I was doing before I ever thought of it as art. Um, and then I don't know when it kind of fell into that category for me, it probably took a long time. Uh, when I started writing in high school at around 14, like maybe that's when I was like, oh, I see. Like, I probably didn't think of like regular, and I still don't, not every single book is art to me. Um, but the written word can have, have potential to be art um, and inspire certain things. And I guess like that's, that's the thing too. I don't wanna have to redefine art every single time we have a podcast. Because we, we talked about that um, and how we feel about art and what it should be doing and how we define it and, and things like that. So that's a whole other episode. But yeah, I would say like the written word, whether it's prose, poetry, what have you, um, that it just has... And I keep saying the written word because we'll get into music later and for me, lyrics are really important in music. But with just reading someone's written words, it was a thing that I was consuming pretty early on before I was like intentionally consuming any visual art, before I was intentionally consuming music, um, like in, in a, I guess in that volume, like I was reading a lot and I wasn't listening to a lot of music at a certain point, 
and then that, that changed. But yeah, I it was definitely one of the earliest things I was consuming as an art form, and one of the things I appreciated before anything else as an art form. Um, and it still really enriches my life a lot. I find that at first it was a form of escapism, and I felt like some of that is the quality of the writing. Um, of certain people and what they're writing about, whether it be fantastical or not, um, that it could take me out of the situation I was in, and I found that very beautiful to be hyper-focused in, in an activity, because it's really difficult for me usually to be, and, and it's worse now than I think it was then, um, to be focused on one activity, and I find that art, when it, it is so good that it demands my attention, that's what is one of the things that as a consumer of it, and also a creator too, but mostly as a consumer, that's one of the things I really appreciate about art forms that are so powerful that they can grab me and hold my attention and make me want to keep consuming that thing. Um, so that's one reason, is that it just like takes me out of my present anxiety or worries or stress. Um, In a way though, it kind of sounds like you have two different ways that you were talking about. So you have one, that was your escapism, but then you might not think of that as much as art. Is that, is that right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the escapism thing is, I don't, I don't think what I'm reading sometimes is art when it's helping me escape. Sometimes it is, though, it just depends. Yeah. It depends on the things. I think sometimes it's like, I guess where, well, I guess I'll, I'll say the other part of it and then where the lines blur after, but like, um, I think when something inspires me or teaches me something or I learn from it, um, those are the times where I really feel like what I'm reading is art. I don't mean learning as in like a textbook. Right. I mean like learning about life and learning about myself. Things that inspire me to look inward and to look outward, to just to look and observe and really think about what I read, those are the times where I feel like, oh, that was art to me. So sometimes it is poetry. That I think that's the thing that people would go to naturally most when it comes to writing, but sometimes it's a biography. Sometimes it's just a quality of, of writing sometimes that moves me to feel and then also moves me to keep feeling and keep thinking and to process things in a certain way. And sometimes that's both these, like, I mean, recently, I guess the example I'm going to reach for is Stephen King, because sometimes what happens is I, I'm, I'm in the story. It's just writing's phenomenal that I am, I'm in it and I want to keep turning the page and see what happens and whether there's suspense or not, it doesn't really seem that slow to me because there's also the beauty in his writing that sometimes a certain phrase will inspire me to, to think about something. I mean, he's writing about the human condition almost all the time. Um, and it, yeah, it completely consumes my, my thoughts and my feelings and I'm so focused on it. And so I am escaping other things and I am hyper-focusing and I'm, being mindful in this one focused way, and also there is the artistic aspect of it from time to time, just depending on the book and the chapter and whatever, that inspires me to look at myself and look at others and, like I said, just observe and pay attention and just like, um, I don't know, sometimes it does teach me new things too, like I never thought of it that way before, like the way that this character is processing their issue right now or, or what they're observing or, yeah. Um, because that's that's where those kind of lines are for me two different things because sometimes it's I don't know like I read art magazines all the time and I don't think the writing I'm reading of is art almost mm -hmm. ever and I'm learning a bunch of cool shit in there sometimes like I'm learning about an artist's process and how they do things I'm like oh that's cool but it's not the same as like oh this beautiful prose is really inspiring me to like again look inward and like that kind of thing it's more of like oh that's a cool thing like it, yeah um, and with the Gr Griffin and Sabine like book series too, there were just some phrases, just like one word that I was like, oh, that's like, that really highlighted, or one sentence I should say, that just like, this one line was so beautiful and the one I'm thinking of right now talked about muses and like you can't just abandon your muses and stuff like that and I was like, oh, that was so beautiful and made me think about, made me think about art and my art practice and how I, I, take in art and appreciate art and create and just made me think of everything and I was like thinking about what is my muse sometimes like so yeah I guess those are all the beautiful things about writing to me and how writing can be art and that's the one that's um or I guess reading someone else's written word 
that that stuck with me for so long. It's waxed and waned a bit because there were times in my life, especially during university, I didn't read much for pleasure. Um, and getting back to that more and more and more in the past, like I think I started trying to focus on it again like four years ago and it was really slow going before I started actually being able to habitually read for pleasure again. And now I'm in a place where yes, I'm like juggling a couple different books and now I'm getting behind on, on other I, reading, but. I had um, a psychology professor who, had, who said to us almost right at the beginning of our class that one of the biggest things that we should make sure we do is to keep reading fiction while we're in university. That our brain needs, in order to be able to do all the other functions that it needs, that it needs fiction as well. I, I never did do that because <laughs> yeah, I, I was the same way. And it took me probably like maybe six months or a year after I finished university and grad school, like to be able to just pick up a book just to do that because it felt like a waste. Yeah. So in between there, I would read um, like biographies or, or like um, art anthologies or like things I would still read but they were never, like it wasn't fiction. Yeah. And it's just, and even though I knew that and he said that, it still took me a while to, to get back into it. But um, I, think that's, I think that's where there's almost that distinction you were talking about where in when I feel like I'm reading art is when it is more sort of those certain lines in there that are magical that make me feel something or, or just even a word or um, you know, in, in poetry where I don't have any idea what the hell I just read, but I just know I feel something, um, and not necessarily frustration, right? That I feel a sadness or I feel whatever. And so it's sort of these different things with reading that, um, end up sort of more than learning. And so that's where I, for me, it distinguishes it between there to me reading an art magazine for the most part wouldn't be um to me isn't like engaging in the same way like i it, it doesn't engage that part of me that feels like i'm consuming art yeah yeah that's that's me here i said no let's not go back and forth <laughs> and then i jumped in and went meow no i was like <laughs> i was pretty much done like that was oh, okay yeah. good Good. Yeah, I was just getting to the fact that now I'm reading more again and I'm, I'm enjoying it so, so much and appreciating it more again the way that I used to in my, like, teens. And now in a different way still, but, like, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, making it a part of my daily routine again, and it's so nice. And it's still not 100% there because there's some time before, like, I used to just read before bed every single night and so much more time in between, but I also had way more time. Mm -hmm. Now I don't, but I still can do the thing before bed, and it's, you know, hit and miss, but... I could probably start reading before bed again. What was happening was, when I read before I go to bed, then of course, then lots of times I would fall asleep, right? Like, eventually you fall asleep. Although if you have a really good book, then you can stay up, like, all night. Those are the really good books. But um, what happened is, then I would start to fall asleep. So then when I would go to read, like, my university text, I would just fall asleep right away because like my brain was conditioned when you start reading to go to sleep. Yeah. So I had to to quit reading before I went to to bed. But yeah. Anyway. But no, I find I find reading like literature to me is is um and I do say literature more because I don't find it as much with with trashier novels, I use trashier novels to escape, mm -hmm. and they totally work, and I need escape, and like, there's not anything that's wrong with that. I just don't feel that I'm consuming it the same way, and doesn't feel that I'm consuming art. I don't really feel that it enriches my life in any way. It, it was a, no more than watching a television program mm -hmm. is enriching my way, my life. Um, so, like, I kind of compare them the same way. There are television shows and series that probably have enriched my life, so it's, I mean, there, there definitely are those, but for the most part, not. And that's, so I do find probably mine would be more literature, but I don't know, that sounds snobby, so I hate to say that, but 
And there's maybe some books that people wouldn't count as literature that to me maybe are, or I mean, there's always rules to be broken, so. But I do find more like poetry or well-written books or, or that sort of thing that definitely inspire me more, so. And I think it is the, the words and the, like you say, those, the phrases that go together, they're when you read something and it's so beautiful, like it's just that that sentence was just so beautiful in of itself. Yeah. Like, it, that's sort of like looking at a band, like that's something that just is so, you don't need to even read the, the rest of the paragraph. Like, right now, you don't need to. I mean, um, I don't mean you don't need to. I mean that that can be enough, like that yeah. beauty in itself. Yeah. Um, you can take it out of the context and it's still strong. Yeah, yeah. Like every once in a while, you and I will send each other like just a sentence, right? And it's like this is just a beautiful sentence. Like, yeah. I don't need to know. I don't need to know what book it's out of. I don't need to know anything. It's like yeah, that's just an amazing, lovely sentence or group of words together. So, yeah, it can be. It's probably one of my my favorite art forms that really enriches my life. So with within books, what is because I think within anything we're going to talk about, we have different sub-genres of that thing, mm -hmm. like whether it be music or whatever. So I mean, within, like you, you kind of mentioned literature specifically, but is there anything even more specific that is like, that's the thing that you find is the most inspiring artistically? Um, like a certain style of literature or type? No, not really. I mean, um, uh, no, I don't know. I, I couldn't really say that. I'm just looking over my shelf to see what I've been reading here. But it, it just, it really depends on, on the prose itself. So I've started books by someone that I might have enjoyed three, three of their previous books, and I'll start them, and there's just like nothing in them that feels good to me and it's yeah. like I have so many things in my life and I'm 52 years old I only have like 40 years left of reading <laughs> so I can't waste my time <laughs> but um no like I I feel just fine dropping a book if it's not working for me I feel just fine and so well, I can I know I know you can it's can't. so hard yeah. yeah I wish I could I yeah. really would make my life better I mean it's not like I can't physically do it it's just really hard yeah to to me, it's harder the other way. I heard someone say 100 pages. So I tried to do 100 pages, and then, yeah, like, I'll get to it. And I'm just like, why am I doing this? I'm, like, forcing myself to do something that I'm not enjoying. And the thing that I'm not enjoying about it is it's not giving me any joy. Like, yeah. so it's not just either trash, and it's like, ah, okay, it's trash. I, I'm going to go for it, whatever, right? So it's not either that it's that, and I can just sort of buzz through it. And it's not that it's like giving me any sort of joy or or making me smile or making me sad or like it's not giving me anything. So why would I give it to me? Me that whatever. But yeah, so I don't have a rule about that. So I I don't know. Like there there was the book that I'm just looking at the last one that I super enjoyed, which was the um, the elegance uh, of the hedgehog. And it was one I picked up at a secondhand store. I didn't, I didn't really know that much about it. I just kind of liked the cover, and I liked then when I read the inside, sort of what it said. And it was just one of those surprising books that was just beautiful. Every once in a while, would just have <coughs> these beautiful sentences or paragraphs or just these sort of wonderful little things or like sort of lovely ways of looking at something or you know a, a, about something and. Yeah, so no, I can't say that I do have sort of genres or, or something that I go to. I'm pretty open, so like I do read poetry. I don't read it as much. I wouldn't say that's like my, my go-to, but I do like reading poetry if it's, if it's well done. Um, but, and I don't even have certain, certain authors really. Yeah. What about you? I know you do, don't you? I, I think that when it comes to just like the art thing though, and like what inspires me most artistically of all things I read, 
it would probably be similar to yours, is like literature or classics, sometimes more contemporary classics, mm -hmm. um, but that's definitely what I am, well, that's not true. I was going to say that's definitely the most consistent quality for me, but that's not, because things like As I Lay Dying, Robinson Crusoe, like, completely mm -hmm. failed me, yeah. so I, I just, you know, couldn't, you know, get into it, and... But, I mean, I think those are the types of books I read more consistently than anything else and the ones I'm interested in most, and they're usually the ones that give me the most back. So either it's more contemporary or it's like really, like, really classical. Like, yeah. you know, then, I mean, there's still, there's a range of years and there's a range of subject matter, because sometimes it's dystopian fiction, or sometimes it's like Watership Down, which I don't know what to call that, but we're looking through the lens of rabbits, like, mm -hmm. So there, it's still like it's to me they both still fit into this literature kind of like like the dystopian fiction I, I really enjoy out of more classical style stuff um, or just like fitting into literature. But uh, it, this is like totally off topic. But anyways, um, Paul read then Watership Down, right? Yeah. And he remembers things way much way better than I do. So he remembers like what cars are called by them, like they've got the name for cars, I forget what it yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. And like, either. see, yeah, so he remembers all that though, and then he'll say something, and I can't figure out like what he's talking about, and they're like what the rabbits call things. Yeah, they have yeah. their own language. <laughs> their own language. Lupine so, or Lupine yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so anyways, sorry. Yeah. It's just uh, a little extra nugget. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what next? Um, let's see, probably then for me, I'll go to music. Um, music is something that I don't engage with as much as I used to, but it's definitely um, something that enriches my life. I think it's probably enriches everyone's life, but um, I was raised by a father who loved music. Um, he wasn't very, like he didn't sing or anything like that. He played harmonica. Um, and he had one of the, uh, like, um, braces so that he could, like, be driving the car and <laughs> be playing the harmonica and we'd be singing. But um, it was really important for him, like music, um, like Bob Dylan. So, like, a lot of the poets of music, right, even the Beatles, um, Neil Young, I mean, a lot of those people that their songwriting wasn't just, I mean, their songwriting was changing the world, right? Like, it was really important, and so songwriting and lyrics and, and all of that was, was really important. So I think I got, from an early age, um, appreciation for that. And, um, but that being said, I don't know... I haven't felt the same by, I haven't, I haven't listened to enough artists that I feel the same way contemporarily. I know they exist because you've exposed me to some, it's just something that I haven't listened to music in the same way lately, which um, I'm kind of sad about, and so getting to learn more and listen to more, um, but uh, so I don't think I look at it as much as an art form, contemporary music, mm. which is sad, maybe. It, it more works. Yeah, I know. Um, and that's why I have been listening to you more, listening to what you say, and, and looking up and even reading more about, about music and that kind of thing. Because I think I either just fell back to the old stuff or then just used it as escapism. Yeah. or whatever feelings that I needed and just used it that way. So, yeah, I guess that's where I'm at with music. So I'm a little bit melancholy that I haven't used it um, to enrich my life. I mean, it, it enriches my life, but I mean as far as a, an art form. Um, I don't think I have really. So. Well, you talked about your dad liking the poets of music and, and that kind of thing, but that even in your younger years, that wasn't something that was like an art form that enriched your life then either? Oh, then, for sure. No, I, no, it did absolutely then. I'm just saying I feel, 
um, I feel bad that I let that fall. Yeah. So I haven't, I didn't keep up with it myself. But even now, you don't listen to the yes, older I stuff? Yes, I do. Yeah. So then what does it do for you now, I guess, like, that those, even if you're not listening to comp- contemporary artists, it's still... Yeah. Well, I do listen to contemporary artists. But but as escapism, you're saying. Right, as escapism. So then, like, how does, like, the art of music, how does that, what does that do for you? Um, I guess I'm not exactly sure what you're asking. The, the art of music is either I've used old, old music that I haven't is what kind of, I guess, um, I would say engages me intellectually. Current music, I haven't, I don't listen to it with an artistic eye. Yeah, no, I was just asking, the stuff that you do yeah. have an artistic, like, filter or whatever, yeah. then, like you said, it engages you intellectually, so I guess that's, like, what is that like? Um, it, it reminds me that things can mean something, it reminds me that, um, that music can create change, that, um, it can incite feelings, it can incite desire for, um, um, well, desire, period, maybe. Yeah. You know, desire just sort of as as itself. So it sort of engages those senses to me that are the same thing I get when I read a really good book. Now, that said, even though I'm not listening maybe to contemporary lyrics, um, and by contemporary, I don't mean pop, necessarily, I just mean contemporary. Yeah. Um, but... I am listening, like, the music itself, the, the, yeah, I guess the music itself, um, still does give me a lot of those different feelings. Like, I can, I can listen to the way notes go together, and that can feel beautiful to me, and make me feel good inside, and do all those different things that, that a book can do. So... It's still really important to me. I just don't feel like I'm engaged in it as much as I could be. Yeah. And I feel like I could get a lot more from it, but it's really important to me. And it's, um, it's like a, it's like a ritual, and it's, it's sort of, you know, it's like those things you put on certain music when you're feeling this way or that way. Yeah. The best surprises are when someone else puts music on, or you hear a song on the radio for the first time, and. You don't know what it is, but it makes you feel something, and yeah. you're wanting to know right away what is it. I love watching a movie when all of a sudden, and I do this a lot when I'm watching movies, music is something that is really important to me in movies, and I'm constantly like, what What was that? Who was that? Because that, it just really um, enhances the experience, and uh, yeah, it enriches the experience. <laughs> What about you? Um, I guess you kind of talked about your specific musical leanings. I guess these are the poets of. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I grew up yeah. on for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, for me, like it, it definitely does something different than than reading does for sure. The way that it engages me, and so music's been something early on that was really powerful too. Not, in some ways, it started before reading did for me, and there was a huge gap of time where there was nothing, and that's, like, I guess really quickly to explain that, when I was, I don't know how old, let's say about eight-ish, I, like, had discovered Michael Jackson, because there was these tapes that my dad left behind, and so Thriller and um, Dangerous were there, and I was, like, I was feeling feelings, and I was, like, I don't even know what I'm feeling, like, but it was really strong, and so I was, like, holy crap, but I couldn't even process what that meant, and then I didn't have any, like, sense of my own music until I was in like grade eight-ish and like before that I was just listening to pop and like like popular things at the time which may not have been pop but like gangster rap stuff and it was just I couldn't relate it didn't make me feel anything powerful but I also I didn't have like anyone influencing my musical choices until I got into grade eight and then there was a friend there that that I met and then that's kind of when I got exposed to all this different stuff that I ended up loving. Um, but yeah, so there was this, like, the, yeah, there was this early before reading was really something I did that gave me, like, art where I, I couldn't even process or understand, but I was getting influenced, and then there was this huge gap where there was nothing, none of that. And then a little while after, because reading was something that I think probably in 
grade six, it really started to kind of be like, like a thing that I was doing more and more and more. Um, but yeah, so about grade eight is when I kind of started to get into music that I could relate to that was powerful to me that I, that inspired me and made me feel things. Um, but it definitely was used differently then and is used differently now and engages me very differently. Uh, what was so powerful about it then for me was that it, the immediacy of it, this, it, it, to me, I would compare, if I'm comparing it to visual art, like an abstract painting, where I was, I would compare books to printmaking, because it just, you have to work for it a little more when you're reading, I think, and whereas music, sometimes within seconds, I'm like, I'm in, like I, I can be, I can feel the feeling right away, and it's like with abstract painting, for me, there's an immediacy to it, which is why I do it so much, that the immediacy lets me feel and process and like act immediately. If I'm painting a portrait or something though, I've got to draw first, I've got to, or a landscape, I have to like erase and draw and measure and like all this stuff that doesn't, it doesn't help me and my anxiety, it doesn't help me feel anything. It's just, it's like busy work. Until the painting begins and then that's different. Mm -hmm. But like, um, yeah. So for music, part of the immediacy of it uh, was so key for me because it really helped me, I don't know, like, it helped me feel my feelings even stronger a lot of the time, which not is it's not always a good thing, but I, I don't know how to compare it without getting way too in-depth. But with a lot of things I was feeling in high school, there was deep sadness, um, depression, a lot of anger, um, that it... Like, I would go for a walk, and I would just listen to my Discman, and it would just be... I could, like, just feel all that. Just, it, 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 it made the feelings more extreme, and it helped me process the feelings, not in an intellectual way, so not the same way, like, oh, a book is making me feel very reflective, and, like, processing, like, how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, and, like, maybe I'm starting to change what I'm thinking and feeling because it challenges me. And that's something I should have said with books. Like, yeah, the, cha the fact that it could challenge me and incite new ideas. Uh, whereas music doesn't really do that for me, like, at all. I, I mean, maybe. That's not true. The lyrics will play... Uh, like I said, the lyrics are really, really important to me with music because it, there are times where I can do that, but not to the, ex like, to the amount that books will do that to challenge me that way. Um, but take away the lyrics and music still does all this other stuff for me that helps me process my feelings or I don't even mean is it process though because the way you described it walking with your disc men which was a wonderful little bit of retro there <laughs> um, date me a little bit yeah that's okay I had like the walkman with the tapes um, I did too for well actually for I had these huge square things that were just a radio they were just these like headphones yeah they were oh. but I thought they were so amazing because they were just headphones but um, but you saying you walking with that and you're like angry and then you're listening to his music and it's just amplifying those. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a positive no, enriching so, <laughs> of your life. It's, uh, when I say process the feelings, I don't even mean like understand my feelings. Maybe process is the wrong word because it's not understanding my feelings better really. It's the amplification helped me get it out so that I could come back to a calm. So like I would need to amplify it to such a degree to come back to a calm. Oh, if it was anger, if it was sadness, it just made me more sad. It, it dug a deeper hole. Mm -hmm. But with anger, because it was so visceral and the type of music I was listening to, and I also, this is where it starts to blur the line between just consuming and practicing, uh, is that I would be screaming along with the words. And that part of it being a physical act and like exerting energy and whatever else, that helped me completely calm down and help me get anger out without having to do anything. Because I was writing at that time and writing prolifically, um, but it, when it came to certain emotions, it didn't help me at all. I couldn't, if I was so angry, I could not sit down and write. Mm -hmm. I had to be physical. So again, this is why I compare it to abstract painting, because my first abstract, well, I did two abstract paintings that were just like, I don't even know they're abstract. And then the third abstract painting and so many in a row after that were out of anger. And it was like, I need to, I need to do something. I, need, I don't know what to do. I need, I need to do it. And then I created these abstract works because it needed to be a physical thing. I needed to have, and I have music all the time, 
So as to how it enriches my life too, it's it's like besides that it, it can amplify the feelings I have, um, so that I can cope. It also, like I said, lyrically it will and can challenge me, just not to the degree that I think of with books. Um, it music is easier to consume than books for me, so I. It's a daily thing. It's not as much as it used to be because before I could sit in my room after school and just listen to albums and not do anything else. And I don't do that anymore. Um, I'd like to get back to that place and I've tried a couple times, but I like fall asleep. I used to lay on the floor in the dark. That'd be in, in my room in the dark. It'd be on, yeah, in, on my bed, yeah. yeah. And I would just be in the dark listening to music and that would be it. Princess Purple Rain over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't even have one that I could go to right now. But uh, yeah, it, it's 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 still to me one of the most. I think for me it is still the most powerful medium that I consume that can affect my mood. That can affect like that can either help me or hurt me because there's sometimes like I can't listen to that or there's things that I like. I can be in a great mood and I can't listen to that because it will bring me down. Um, it just there's such a visceral thing that it. It, it, I can't ignore music either. It's really difficult just because auditory stuff with me is really difficult to tune out. If I'm trying to read a book and I hear people talking or I hear music with words, my mind focuses on what I'm hearing, not what I'm looking at and reading. So like it's just and something... Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, even us in the studio, it's so different because we'll be working, we'll have music on, and you'll say something like about a lyric. And I'm like, I don't hear the lyrics because when I'm working then I'm listening to the music but I'm tuning the rest of it out so I'm tuning like any other kind of things with that if I had to listen to the lyrics then that would cause me to like have to that would take me out of the music too much like it, but maybe it's because you a lot of music you're playing you know the lyrics so well yeah so probably yeah whereas for me I would have to listen to to hear the lyrics. Maybe that's the difference, actually, now that I think about it. Maybe, yeah. Well, and part of it, I guess, is, yeah, that some of the stuff you're hearing for the first time or just the second or third time. Yeah. And that's, yeah. But anyway, sorry. No, I just, yeah, it's still just, like, I, I listen to music every day. It's not how I used to. And so there's some days where music isn't a powerful thing for me every day. But it used to be. It used to be the most, every single day I would walk and I would listen to music. And if for some reason I wasn't walking because it was crazy blizzarding or something, I was always in my room listening to music too. I would spend hours every single day for years in my in high school listening to music hours every day. I like, miss that. Me too. And it's yeah. just like a adulting thing. Like, Maybe, when yeah. Because I, I, like, when I got the record player, that was the main thing. It was like... I have to sit here and listen to this, and I'm not going to be doing anything else. I can't take it with me with headphones or whatever or on my phone. It's here, and I'm here. Yeah. And I started to just fall asleep. I'd be listening on the couch, and I'd fall asleep. And my body needed to sleep, I guess, but that still, I don't know. I just couldn't, it wasn't getting the same thing. I remember when I first got my my own apartment, and then, and then I could listen to me, like I'd have... I'd go in right away and like music would go on right away yeah. and I would always have like the different stuff or whatever I was doing but then I'd have like when I was having a tub or whatever then I would listen to certain certain stuff and yeah like it was just it was always always on and lots of times sometimes it's not now yeah and I, yeah well and I don't necessarily want to get into this but Podcasts have replaced how much I listen to music Me too. for the chores and like yeah. being around the house that you said I used to just turn on music when I got yeah. home. I used to do that too. Mm -hmm. Now it's podcasts that I'm already listening to before I even get in the house. That's true. You know, it just goes in with me. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I just I don't know how much more I can say about it, but I still so feel really like people should stop this podcast immediately. <laughs> and go, go put and, on a good record. Yeah, go put on a good record. Listen Screw to one more side and then come back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I have such a, I don't know, like, it, it, it'll always, if there's any medium period that I, oh, no, that's not true. If I had to take something with me, it would be books, because it would last longer than an album would, but, but still, I don't know, it's just, it still is, like, the most powerful thing that, that has the ability to take me out of a situation, or amplify a situation, or make me feel whatever, that's why when I'm making art, 
I need to usually be listening to something that will, again, amplify what direction I'm going into or give me a direction to go into. So you think that if you got, you know, that whole question, if you're like on a deserted island, what would you take? Yeah, I would take books instead of music. But would you? Not See, I would take music. Yeah, I... I because I, I, I couldn't, then I could write my own stories. But if I didn't have music, I don't think I could. Like I could write my own books if I had music. But if it was so quiet. See, yeah. Uh, but, but maybe you could write your own music. No, I just wouldn't. I don't know. Oh. If it was oh, the desert island question, makes me think of like what is gonna not bore me to death, right? It's to keep me busy, and a book will keep me busier than music. Well, because, for a while. But then once you listen to, like... Well, how much music can I take? If I can take all the music in the world, but I can only take one book, then I guess that'd be different. <laughs> but, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Music's the best. Uh, it's, yeah, it just directly pushes my art practice and on a day-to-day -day basis the... I don't know. I guess I didn't really talk about, like, the art of... Or, I don't know, the art of music versus, like, just entertainment of music... Because when you mentioned like reading trashy novels, I'm like, there's a time and a place for a lot of music for me. And like, my, my go-to example is just Limp Bizkit because that's a name that enough people know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, there's a time and a place for Limp Bizkit for me. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not very often, but it's usually if I'm like in a shallow place, I would say, instead of trashy. But um, yeah, but I mean, the, and that's not art in that moment to me. Yeah. It, just because it can affect my mood doesn't mean it's art either. Um, but music that, that, that can accompany my painting is usually the music that makes me, it, it is when the lyrics let me get more introspective. So I'm thinking of like the Black Queen, and we've used that a lot in the studio. Nine Inch Nails mm -hmm. is a go-to, a perfect circle tool. These are things that on my own, I have played a lot in tandem with creating art. Um, okay, but separate that now and don't think about it as doing it with creating with art. Just think about how music is, like music that is art yeah. to you well, then that's, and enriches your life. That's what I was getting to, is those artists before I was creating visual art, I mean, not the Black Queen, because they didn't exist before I started creating visual art, yeah. but Nine Inch Nails, Tool, Perfect Circle, those were things that were art to me before. Yeah. And that's why they, they end up being the thing I use in the studio a lot with my art, um, or when we're creating together, because just, it, yeah, the way that it's, it just, works mm -hmm. uh, but yeah those things were the things that made me feel more introspective made me inspired to write too they so now they're pushing more of my um my visual art but in the past they were pushing more of my writing and going to live shows pushes my writing and it's not because of the lyrics it's i used to bring <laughs> i used to bring like a notepad and a and a pencil with me when i went to live shows um at the basement in saskatoon and it was like a weekly thing um, that would just like go into like punk shows and, and just like emo and stuff like that, all these different shows of like, just scene shows. But it was like, there was an energy there just with, I mean, all, it wasn't the music by itself because there was a crowd and there was yeah. this energy. And so just the thing that that all brought pushed me to have like, think of like, again, it just pushed my feelings to, it amplified feelings for me. And then I wanted to do something with those feelings. Yeah, I didn't really think of that in that way before, but, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I think we should talk about visual art as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, let's see, so, um, uh, I, I mean, I think, I think, I guess what we're deciding is that that art we can have can we can consume it in different ways that are enjoyable yeah. that aren't necessarily art art to me. I don't know if that doesn't sound right. That don't because there's art that I can enjoy, but it doesn't necessarily make me feel things or or enrich my life. It doesn't inspire art. And it doesn't inspire. It yeah. doesn't inspire my art. It doesn't... So there's, like, things that I can see that I can like. Um, there's certain things I can see that normally that genre I don't like. 
but the way an artist does it, I like it so much that then I like the subject matter of that art. So, um, so I don't know, art's like, it, 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 which is weird because I'm an artist, but I find art, other people's art, is really subjective to me as far as it um, enriching my life. So most of it that I would say that enriches my life is maybe more, um, and by riches I mean like sort of like, yeah, I guess enrich is pretty broad. But um, I like art that enriches, again, is like, um, is like words to me, so like textures and colors and so things like that more than like necessarily the subject matter. So I might not be a super keen person on a landscape, but then if you show me a landscape made with these like amazing textures or the colors are magnificent or whatever, then I'm gonna love that piece of landscape. So it's like, so those, it's, it's, it's those sort of things that are more important to me than, and it's not a certain artist again, like it's not like I, I mean, I do have some of my favorite artists. We've talked about that on other podcasts. But it's it's more if something is going to move me or enrich my life or change something, then usually it's because, because of a color or a texture or a, um, um, something being used in a way that I wouldn't think of. So it's making me think of a different way. Um, and those are usually the ones where I'm inspired to go do something right away. I've been to, I don't know, I hardly go to them anymore, but art exhibitions where you go and you walk around, nothing inspiring to me. Like, I feel absolutely zero inspiration. Yeah. I've gone to other, and so it's very rare I go to one and I feel inspired. Like, yeah. that's a rarity to me rather than, I'm an artist, so when I go to art openings, I feel inspired. Yeah. Like, it's very rare for me that I do feel inspired. Um, and uh, a lot of what inspires me just, sort of the the politically or whatever could be definitely feminist um, and activist art, just because that's, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer that that would enrich your life. So as, as a, a female, right, then obviously activist and feminist art is gonna be something that enriches my life. So, and it's something lots of times that I've been inspired by. So even just inspired by how someone thought of something and did something a different way. Um, Performance art has often, um, and performance art more than paintings, drawings, like 2D, I guess, um, definitely inspires me more, just because it's probably more immediacy um, of, of what I'm seeing. But, and maybe it's because of what I sort of done the most of and engaged the most from, but, I don't know. I find, I find, I, I feel a little bit fickle as an artist that I don't feel more inspired by actual art. Like I feel kind of um, bad about that, but I, it is more those things that are, I guess it's not that I'm not feeling inspired by art. Actually, now that I think about it, it's more by artists. No, it's by art too. I don't know. I, I'm inspired by little, little, little bits of, of how things are done are usually the most inspirational to me. They can make me want to write. They can make me want to paint right away. So process. They can make, I guess, maybe process more than, more than anything. Unless, like I say, it comes to something that is more of a feminist or activist art. Just because, if we're talking about enriching my life, then obviously it enriches that way but doesn't inspire me perhaps. Well, no, it inspires me too. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I often feel much more inspired, and maybe it's just because I see so much art every day on Instagram, but I often feel like, crap, I wanna go paint now. Like, I wanna go do this, because I just feel like that sort of immediacy in being inspired. Whereas, like I say, I can go through and, and see 10 exhibits and not feel inspired yeah. to go do my practice. So I feel, I don't know if that makes me a bad artist, but. I don't think so. Yeah, what about you? What inspires you? Um, I think with visual art, it's usually not 
digital that like I'll get jazzed up about seeing some stuff on Instagram, but it's really short lived. It's the physical stuff. It's what most people call decor. That like when I'm in the space with it for long periods of time, if I'm living with it, if it's in my room, if it's in the studio spaces or whatever, um, that was something really early on that I did too in high school. That I had more freedom at school than I did at home with what I could have visually. So my locker was like wallpapered with images of, well, there was all like musical artists and bands and stuff that would scare children, apparently. Um, <laughs> one vice principal told me once, like, oh, maybe, because there was like some, I don't know, like Mudvayne and Slipknot, some of the masks and makeup and stuff like that early on. And we had like grade sevens in our building. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I just really liked having visuals. It, I don't know, it, it made me happy to see visuals um, and, and just take them in. And so later on, when I had more freedom in what I could have in my own room or whatever, it's like, like it's sometimes just like physical objects. It's not, for me, a lot of the touch. It's just coincidence that it's a physical thing, but it's almost like decor. It's like a little knick-knack. It's whatever. It's a gem or a, a color of a rock or what have you. But there are these visual things, like the, the little resin pyramid things that I like I mm -hmm. love looking at it um and and just having the things that that you've curated in here the things that I had in the other studio which is wallpaper of images 2d images for the most part but I like some of them are more powerful than others and striking in the image and the pose or whatever it is in it then like yeah it varies but it was just I don't know I really like visual stimulation a lot. Like, I don't know why, but it, it just, like, if I've seen something every day for years, then it's not going to be as, like, taking my breath away as it was the first time I saw it, but I like being so overstimulated by, well, that's, I don't feel overstimulated in Studio Mars. There's a lot to look at. It doesn't overwhelm me, mm -hmm. but the fact that there's so much to look at, and there was so much to look at at once, because I carried it from the other studio to, like, there, like, that it wasn't built up just over time, that I can't possibly take it all in at once. So I'm always looking at something different, or my eye is catching something different a lot of the time. And then I sometimes I sit and focus on it, and it just like, I don't know, it gives me a feeling. So I, like to me, and that's the thing, we didn't even define our term at the very beginning, enriching our lives. So that's why we have slightly different answers and perspectives on that. But like to me, I guess things that are making me feel, um, that's, yeah. That, that that is what I call enrichment because it's, it's making me feel happy when I have all this visual stimulation. I'm choosing, I'm picking what I want to be surrounded by and it's stuff that makes me feel good or makes me feel happy or puts a smile on my face or what have you. And that's why I feel like that space is so varied and diverse in what it is. Like there's, yeah, like the Monty Python poster of Monty Python's Holy Grail makes me happy just looking at their silly faces. Like, or, or, and then there's other things that are striking. So, like, when we talk about, like, they usually have to be in the physical space. On Instagram, it's gone in a second. Um, but it's also why, like, I have so thousands of pictures on my phone that I use as, like, backgrounds and stuff. Because that I get to see throughout the day more. And because I have, see it for longer periods of time, if it's, like, my lock screen or my home screen wallpaper, I get more out of that. It's not because it's on a screen that that's the reason I don't connect with it as much it's the fact that I don't see it for long enough. So like Lev, well, I don't remember his last name, K-H-E-S-I-N, I think, he, the, the silicone mm -hmm. and like, and, and pigment, mm -hmm. like pink, they're so, you use the word juicy, mm -hmm. they're, they're so like textured and thick of like, oh, it, that, that immediately I see it, I'm like, whoa, mm -hmm. like I get aroused by it. No thanks, Ontario. Um, but, but it's fleeting. It's over pretty quick. I, I look at it and I'm like, whoa, wow, it blows me away. And then, and then it's gone. If I had that here, I mean, like, I would just want to look at it and touch it all the time, I'm sure. But uh, for a while, I don't know. It, yeah, so the visual art thing is mostly decor that is in my space that I get to look at often. I don't know if I would say it. See, that's funny because, well, it's not funny, like. Ha uh ha. -huh. No. <laughs> um, but it because I didn't think of that as art because my space is even though maybe compared to you I don't have maybe a or it seems I don't know but 
like my house has, well, it's kind of like this in a way, like that much stuff. Like I always have like lots of little bits. Like what I would clusters? say people, yeah, I would say people probably think my house is busy because there's lots of little collections or there's lots of little this or I like a little pile of rocks here or a little whatever, right? So I have, and those are definitely, I would say those enrich my life. I just, so I think it's cool and, and funny that then you would think of those as art. But I don't really know why, because they are, they're definitely art objects, although you did say then decor. But yeah, well, sometimes this is the in the studio in Mars. The majority of that, like ninety-five percent of it, is like ripped out of a magazine. Mm -hmm. But the pose, the colors, the the composition, like all that stuff, there was something I liked about it. And sometimes it's like a skateboarding picture. But it's like again, composition of like it's like structural and like I don't know. It's just something about it just makes me feel like wow, that's a really nice picture. Like whether it's a body, whether it's skateboarding, landscape. Or, like, sometimes, like I said, the, the weirdest thing in there to me is, like, the Kramer and, like, Monty Python totally grow. Like, that stuff makes me smile still, but it's not as much art as even the, some of the skateboarding pictures are because the composition of the photo is art in itself and makes me feel like, oh, that's a damn good picture. The Kramer's not a damn good picture or painting. It's just, ha, Kramer, like, what a guy. Like, that, that's kind of all it is, but... I find in that space I don't notice anything because it's so busy, then it's just, it is wallpaper. Yeah. So it doesn't stimulate me, it doesn't not stimulate me, it doesn't take away from my, what I'm doing, but it doesn't stimulate me either, yeah. really. I mean, maybe the space right in front of where I sit, because then there's enough time where, I, you know, I've yeah. looked up or whatever, so maybe there. But otherwise, it's not something that I usually... There's certain areas that I can think of that are things that I look at over and over again, but other than that, it's just all, I, I never notice any of it. Yeah. So it's, I feel like that when I get maybe overstimulated, then I just feel like you don't see anything anymore. Yeah. Which is, I guess, why people have modernist buildings and and houses and stuff, right? Because the whole idea and minimalism yeah. is that you focus on just the form and the function and the, yeah. the whatever, right? That you don't have any distractions. Yeah, and I, when you use the example of like going to a gallery or something like that, like, I mean, art, visual art can inspire my visual art sometimes too, or just inspires me to just like, huh, like, like I said, with Lev's paintings, or like, sometimes it's just like, sometimes it is just a color out of place, and what I mean is like, I'm not used to seeing hot pink, or a, a lot of hot pink on the street. If I see hot pink on the street, it's because someone's wearing it, and they're mm -hmm. not a people aren't big in comparison to buildings and cars and like whatever so but if I were to see a building that was like why is that building painted hot pink or you know like just yellow or whatever I'm like sometimes that just a certain shade of a color but in excess gets me going and I'm like whew like that's mm. that made me feel something like I paid attention to it it took my focus away from this other stuff and that is is art um and I don't, I don't, yeah, I would say other forms of art influence my art or enrich my art practice more than visual art does, uh, because it's very rare that I, like, take something from a visual art thing and put it into my work, or that it inspires me to do something, like, I've had ideas of that a lot, and by having studio space in a gallery, like, we see different artists roll through here, and I'm, I don't remember the name of the artist, I'm, he was from Medicine Hat, and I think he was a professor or an instructor at the college there, but there's a lot of these like lines, like straight lines. And for some reason I was like, wow, like I want to work with that more. And I don't think I did. I think I'm doing it now just the same amount as I was before his work. But for some reason I was like, oh, like I want to, I want to, that, that really, I wanted to study them. I wanted to sit and look at them and I never did. And it wasn't because of the strength of the work. It was just me being dumb and not taking the time while it was there. Because I was like, man, I could learn something from this. That's how I felt. There are times in a gallery where that happens. It's not very often. Yeah. I would say, because I really enjoyed those works too, and they're not like anything usually that I like. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that because a lot of them did have some neat components. But it was, a, the things I liked about them probably were more formal. And it, I would say that it enriched my life and my time and everything 
seeing them. It didn't. It didn't enrich or inform my art practice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about three major ones. I'm sure that we could do a part two sometime with things we didn't get to today. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I have more in my head anyway, but I don't know. I think that I probably should have thought about it and spread them out more because I feel like for me those are the three biggest ones. Yeah. Um, well, they're the three most obvious ones. I think that there's other ones that definitely, maybe, uh, I don't know. I, I wish we would have, um, and this is maybe something to learn for other podcasts, I wish we would have kind of defined our terms and what we <laughs> yeah. meant, because yeah, we halfway through I realized what you were using was not what like the word that I was thinking, Yeah. and so then I was like, oh damn, now I kind of was not talking about the same thing he's now anyway. But I don't think so, it was that disconnected, like... It couldn't, like, I don't know, I felt like it was enough on the same page that yeah. it still makes sense. Yeah. That's what I feel but, anyway. But it's maybe something for going forward. It might be a good thing to do, <laughs> not just for our audience, but for each yeah, other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, I just wanted to talk about it because, like, it's not, I don't know, I just thought it was an interesting thing because, like, yes, we're artists that have output, but we, it's like fan, being a fan first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I never knew if I would ever, I never knew if I would ever create music. I had a desire to at a certain point, but I didn't know if it was actually going to happen. But making, or like, but, but being the consumer, being the fan or whatever was something that was there early on and stuck with me, obviously. Yeah. And so it was just like being, being, I don't know, a lot of people just focus on the, or on the creation of like, oh, you're artists or whatever, but... And part of it was kind of got it on my mind again was that quote that you had uh, shared with me from I forget the name of the podcast now something process wasn't it oh yeah with Joseph Gordon Levitt yeah yeah um, I can't think of the name now yeah because um, um, that screenshot yeah oh I probably still have the screenshot actually no I don't I don't need it. I, um, I do. Or well, I did. I did a minute ago. Um, it's creative processing, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, creative processing. Um, but it was... Um, here it is. Omid Mamar? Do you know who that is? Omid Mamar. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that is the one I'm about here. You can, you can read it. Okay. When you're an artist, not a button, you can push on or off. Oh, when you're an artist... <laughs> it's not a button you can push on or off. You're always an actor. I sleep as an actor. I wake up as an actor. I always think about art and creativity, and that's all I want to do. And it kind of hit me too because, um, like I say, growing up, like music was a huge like every morning. There was records. My dad was blasting records. Didn't matter if it was school morning, which is different than it would be on Sunday whatever, so music was always part of it. My mom drew, it was always like, we were always reading, like reading was like always. So, you know, it was, to me, I guess I always just, I always thought everyone grew up that way. And I just sort of, like art was always appreciated, right? And so I've always, I never called, I was, I never had enough, gumption or pride or uberus or whatever to call myself an artist until the last few years but I think you know that's what it's all about it's about yeah. anyway sorry no that's well, no but that's the, like I said <laughs> that's what kind of got me to that point was that like was it, it made me think about it more when you shared that because I was like well you know being a consumer of art like it's almost like he's a curator and artist or as a designer or whatever like you have some people might just see it as a skill set but I mean you obviously can appreciate certain things and you can combine certain elements to complement either the the house or whatever it is that you're curating or you know or if it's music like a playlist or something you know um and I think that that was a thing of just like yeah like it's that that like I said, art isn't something, or being an artist isn't something you turn on or off like a button, you just are it all the time. But part of what I think we've talked about before, part of what being on all the time is observing, taking in, consuming, thinking, feeling things as art that other people, for some reason or another, just don't see the same way. 
that like yeah we can sometimes it's looking at a building like it's the, nothing has changed about that building in a hundred years but the just the structure of it the way that it is or just the way that it is in the sun that day like I don't know composition is always like the main thing for me and then probably colors second but like there's just things that that we look at them and we see them as art and I don't think we would have the same output or we wouldn't be artists maybe at all if we artists by the way we like to think of artists at, at all if we didn't have that um, feeling about the art we, we see on a day-to-day -day basis or we or we listen to or we consume yeah uh, although as you're talking I'm just thinking it's so weird because my mom as we've talked about before doesn't call herself an artist yeah. and yet she raised me I feel in a very artistic house as well yeah. and paints but um, but she doesn't come up with concepts yeah conceptual she's not conceptual she's not a conceptual artist That's okay. she's just a kid raising artist <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I don't know that was it was interesting to me yeah I don't know I like talking about it yeah it did what I thought it was gonna do, which is get me a little fired up in like in a good way, not in an argumentative way. No, but no. fired up like hell yeah, like I I like I said it's almost like a like an ode to art. I don't know. It's corny. Corny is our um, artist life though, isn't it? It is an artist life. 